Principal Albert Van Vaux filled in in the classroom many times himself, and he was famous for the imaginary journeys upon which he took the students of the school. Journeys that could make even the dullest education exciting. There is nothing dull about Mathtopia, my dear students. Not with the flying division robots threatening the peace. Divide and conquer, destroy and destroy. They've lasered a third of our forces, leaving... Very good. He imparted not just knowledge, but wisdom. Can we get Gerald back from Internet World, Principal Vandervoor? It does not do to dwell on memes and forget to live. And just generally took his students on awesome learning journeys. Find the white blood cells, children, or we'll never get out of this bloodstream. The multiple worlds of Vandervoor's imagination were held together by a vast imagination vortex. You could spin through it forever and never reach the center. And deep in the belly of the vortex, there were great beasts, the watchers and guardians of the Imagiverse. What is it, Principal Vandervoort? There's a snard wallop close by. Uh, Molly, you don't quite believe in imagination, do you? You see, the snarl wallops sense any threat to the vortex of the imaginary world and move to devour. I dare say you believe in imagination now, my dear. Y- yes Luckily, I speak snarl wallop as it happens. I'd rate our chances of survival at 40%. Through all this, Albert Vandervoort touched the lives of countless children nonetheless. Can you teach me to speak snarl wallop, Principal? First, learn the 50 state capitals, young Mr. McGregory. And then, perhaps I'll teach you Snodwallop. Wow! Uh, Gary, did you see Dr. Buckner's guidelines for how our school should teach history using the newest methods? Uh, Walter, what's your point? Uh, Gary, did you hear that Lance is supervising today while Chip begins as our school's new substitute history teacher? The only history I care about, my dear Walter, is the history of how an interim principal lost his job, thereby losing his other job and being forced out of a whole community in shame and disgrace. Remind me again why we don't like Lance, Gary? Because he eats garbage, Walter? Because he smells like gym socks, Gary? Because he steals dentures from little old ladies, Walter? Because he has a necklace of kitten legs, Gary? And he didn't provide crutches for the leftover kittens, Walter? Lance doesn't know about the new rules for teaching history class, Gary? What he doesn't know will hurt him, Walter. My point exactly, Gary? What say we plan a little surprise for Lance in history class today, Gary? Catch him and Chip red-handed teaching the wrong history? An excellent idea, Walter. Thank you, Gary. You're welcome, Walter. (laughs) 
All right, Chip, I had to fire our history teacher for poor conduct yesterday, so... What are the allegations against him? Oh, they're all ancient history, Chip. I mean, his teaching of Egypt and Mesopotamia was terrible. Let's shut the door, please, band class. Uh, anyway, you're taking his place, Chip. I just need you to stick to the textbook today, okay? You said that before, Lanson. That's why I glued it to my hand. What the... You must have used some strong glue to make it stick like that. I find Elmer's glue can make just about anything stick, Lance. If you supplement it with industrial staples. Boy, Chip, I'll tell you. It's spooky to walk the hallways of Albert Vandevoort School for primary and secondary education and wonder once again. You start to see how many Albert Vandevoort touches there were. You take this chalkboard. It's been hanging in this hallway since we was kids with these letters and numbers all over it. <laughs> numbers help you count things. The Vandevoort Equation. Chip, this is the new janitor we just hired, Janitor Bob. You were saying, Janitor Bob? The Vandevoort Equation. It's been on this chalkboard for as long as anyone can remember. Cold, beautiful, incomplete. It was Principal Vandevoort's belief that the numbers and symbols contain the key to the flow of time itself. One day, a truly original mind shall unlock its secrets. And speaking of time... I hear that you're teaching history today, Chip. Well, that's right, Janitor Bob. In order to truly understand history, we must enter into it with our imaginations. Or so I seem to remember ex-Principal Vandevoort saying. Boy, Janitor Bob, you know more about Vandevoort's school than Albert Vandevoort himself. He must know uh, 15%. As school janitor, Chip, it's my job to know every dark and obscure corner of the school, that the cobwebs of ignorance may be swept out, and the sunshine of knowledge and imagination let in. Right. Sounds like hard work, Janitor Bob. It is, my new friend. I look forward to refreshing myself at America's Diner. You mean Denny's? Denny's was Principal Vandevoort's favorite restaurant. Was it indeed? Well, I'm off to vacuum in the library. Ta-ta! Janitor Bob sure is a funny fella, eh, Lance? You know who he reminds me of? Another janitor I used to know, also named Bob! Yeah, I thought I knew everyone in this town. But let's get to class. All you gotta do is teach the kids about pilgrims. I know everything there is to know about the pilgrims, Lance. Wearing silly hats, living on nothing but rancid corn, dodging arrows fired by an angry Indian. That's a random list of things I've done. But I've also read a book about the pilgrims. I'm gonna go stand in a bathroom stall and scream till I burst a blood vessel. Have fun, Lance. Doot-de-doo. Doot-de-doo. <laughs> An original mind to solve this equation. An original mind. Say, I know just what to do with these numbers and letters. Erase them. Draw a smiley face. <laughs> there we go. Simple. What are you going to name your raspberry, Chad? I'm thinking of naming mine Hermione, after a name in my favorite book. Seven Reasons Christians Should Never Read Harry Potter. Only dorks read books about Harry Potter. And I'm not naming my raspberry anything because that's what a dork would do. Dorks do lots of things other people don't do. Graduate, get 
jobs. I can get these and my dad would still pat me on the head. Here go. I don't have to be a dorky dork. <sighs> my dad would pat me somewhere. My mama says she'll never love me any more or any less based on how I do in school. That's sweet, Chad. But that if I ever get held back again, she'll put me up for adoption. That's less sweet, Chad. Luckily, nobody stifles the Chad. Ugh, please tell me that's not going to be your catchphrase. And also, luckily, I am getting good grades this year. And as for the raspberry contest, your dad and Dr. Buckner are going to give my raspberry the blue ribbon at the end of the semester. Because no matter how hard you work in gardening class, Olivia, I'll always be better. Hard to be better than the best, Chad. Uh Uh-huh. I have a lot of natural intelligence, Olivia. All I have to do is... Work hard and study? Apply it strategically to coast or cheat. (sighs) Don't you know the phrase, cheaters never prosper? No, but if I ever need it on a test, I'll copy it off of somebody else. (sighs) All right, everybody, settle down, settle down. This is your, uh, oh boy... (laughs) Your new history teacher, Mr. McGregory. Hi, boys and girls. I'll just sit over here. I should hope you would, Lance. Now, let's begin at the very beginning. Naked people eating apples. That was right at the beginning of history, Chip. Well, that wasn't quite the beginning of history, Lance. It was day six. Just get to the lesson, Chip. Sure thing, Lance. Well, let's see here. <coughs> boys and girls, the study of history is really just the study of people. Like you and me. That's not so bad. We look at all the stories of people who came before us and see what we can learn. Yeah, that's not bad at all. You see, the story of mankind stretches back from me and you. All the way back to the first man and woman. It's like there's a chain that runs all the way back connecting everybody. That's pretty good, actually. The job of the historian is to see that chain and report on what he saw. Well, I guess I can... And if I wrote a report on chainsaws, I would say you could use one to cut up this here desk. <laughs> Hypothetically. Now we'll test my hypothesis. Desky, meet chainsaw. No, Chip, no! Ah! Now, boys and girls, my desk is history. Admit that was pretty awesome. Why me? Why me? Chip, would you please get into the dang lesson? I'll answer that question with another question, Lance. If you give a pig earmuffs, will that make him an Irishman? If you think about it hard enough, the answer is no. Now, today's topic is Plymouth Rock. As you probably already know, Plymouth Rock was not the kind of music that George Washington listened to. Chip! George Washington came way, way, way later. Precisely, my dear Lance. Now, Plymouth Rock was the landing site of the first pilgrims to reach the shores of America. Well, 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 Lance. Well, 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 Lance. Looks like we got here just in time to stop you from teaching the wrong thing to these ignorant children. Uh, Chip is teaching. Under your supervision, Lance? Now, wait a second, Walter and Gary. I'm not some puppet that's being controlled by Lance. I'm a creepy puppet that moves and talks by itself. Bugga bugga! In any case, I'm sure that Chip is about to, uh, oh boy, uh, do a totally great job teaching us about the pilgrims, weren't you, Chip? Do vultures like to eat the carcasses of other animals, Lance? Huh? I think that about answers your question, Lance. Now, 
Where was I? Vultures eating dead animals. Gross. I think I was telling y'all about Plymouth Rock. That's where the pilgrims on the ship named the Mayflower landed in 1620. They came to America because they wanted freedom to worship God the way they thought they should. Dang it all, Chip, that's all... Correct, actually? It's not hard to learn about the pilgrims, Lance. You just have to do like me. Steady? Get hit in the head with the ball-peen hammer and suddenly have encyclopedic knowledge of one subject. Um, you forgot one thing, Chip? You forgot that they were also power-hungry, land-stealing, Indian-killing colonizers who oppressed everyone with their religion? Like it says in Dr. Buckner's guidelines, Chip? Is that true, Dad? Uh, Don't contradict us, Lance. We'll take over this class and drive you out, Lance. Tolerance wins, Lance. This is our school now, Lance. Here at the top of the guidelines, it says white people have always oppressed, enslaved, and killed everybody else, Lance. So teach it or else, Lance. Actually, Walter and Gary, I think it would be good if I took us all on a magical journey of imagination. Just like Albert Vandevore used to do. Uh, magical journeys of imagination are dangerous, Chip? We want to keep everyone safe, Chip. Except Lance, Chip. You can send him on a magical journey of imagination to a dark and terrible place, Chip. Hey, that's my dad! <laughs> Livy, it's okay, it's okay. They're only, uh, joking. Right, fellas? Eat maggots, Lance? Drink poison, Lance? I sort of lost track of what you were saying there, Walter and Gary, but I assume it was something nice about our favorite person, Lance. Anyhow, I know one thing. The magical journey of imagination has already begun. Actually, Chip, let's just... Imagination Imagination ho! Here we are on the Mayflower with the pilgrims on their way to the new world. Don't worry, kids. Everything's going to be just fine. Nothing could possibly go wrong. There you go, Timmy. You got the idea. Shirts do make good barf bags. If any of you kids are seasick, just lean over the side and try not to fall in. (laughs) Wow. You did it just like Vandivore used to do. Uh, how did we get here, Chip? Take us back, Chip. Now, kids, and now Walter and Gary, imagination can take you anywhere. It can take you to, uh, Denny's and, uh, uh, other places. If you can imagine it, you can go there in your mind. Stop Stop the the trip, trip. Chip! (laughs) Don't be scared, Walter and Gary. Everything will be just fine. Besides, it's too late and we're all gonna die! Yeah. Is what some of the pilgrims are probably saying to themselves right now. <laughs> Chip, I don't want to agree with Walter and Gary, but this ship is cold and dangerous. It sure is, Lance. Just like it was for the pilgrims in 1620 when they landed in Massachusetts in November. As cold and dangerous as an ice cream sandwich that you think is just a cold ice cream sandwich, but really it's a knife! Uh, it's so cold and wet! Our pilgrimic friends are led by William Bradford. He'll be the second governor of the new settlement. Uh, Lance, you turn into him now. I, uh, <laughs> I am William Bradford. 
I came on this difficult journey out of a love for the Word of God. I want my family to live in a place they can worship God freely. We'll manage to make harbor and start building some shelters and getting dry after weeks in our leaky ship. Everyone off the ship! Let's warm up by the fire. That's right, little Susie. Get your blood circulating again. Ah, I wanted to see people die of pneumonia. What? My mom says I'm very inquisitive. Yeah, so did Mrs. Dahmer. She has to explain my HBO watch list somehow. This is a nice story we've been transported into, Chad. Let's just experience the happiness, okay? Now, even though lots of the pilgrims are gonna die from cold and hunger during their first winter here, many others will die from disease. <clears throat> but the colony will survive with help from the local Indians. Not to mention, help from my ancestor, Dip McGregory. Well, dang it all, Chip, that didn't happen. He fought bears. Ah, uh, yeah. Or do take that, you massive beastie. Yes, sirree, I fought many a bear to preserve yon colony. This is completely unhistoric. Also, pretty, I talk in Elizabethan English. At least that part is true. Wow, it sounds hard. Uh, it's not hard when you're a white man, little girl. Always taking advantage of other people's generosity. White people have always oppressed, enslaved, and killed everybody else, little girl. Um, I don't see anything like that. Uh, it's right here in Dr. Buckner's guidelines. It's what's being taught in a lot of modern schools, little girl. Actually, Walter and Gary, if you look around, you'll see that these pilgrims were Christians first. Not white people. And certainly not polar bears. What? what? Not polar bear inside. Anyway, these pilgrims sure did their best to tell the Indians about Jesus and do the right thing by him. And the Indian chief, Massasoit, sure came to trust him over the years. Anyway, let's watch Dip McGregory fighting bears! And don't forget about me, William Bradford. My wife died shortly after I came ashore, and all of us suffered the loss of loved ones, but... God's been with us. And God was with them. But it sure wasn't easy when they was all starving and dying. Good thing they had the grand sandwich from Denny's that could provide them with such wonderful nutrition. Here you go, hon. Thanks, Denny's waitress. Mmm. Hey, where'd you get that sandwich? We didn't have any sandwiches like that in 1620. I got it through the power of imagination, William Bradford. Maybe imagine a better sandwich, Chip? Denny's is a pox upon American cuisine, Chip. We hate Denny's, Chip. Well, I don't know what could be more disastrous for our imagination journey than that. We're under attack. Watch out for those arrows, William Bradford. Watch out, kids. Oh, just a flesh wound, Billy. These Indians aren't careful. They're going to hurt somebody. Well, hey, not all Indian tribes are friendly to us pilgrims, kids. Good thing I could use my kung fu skills to catch the arrows. Pretty, by standing right in front of him. Oh, real painful. Yep, that was how he died. Rest in peace, Dip McGregory. Excuse me, Denny's waitress. Uh, could you take us into a place that nobody has any anxiety about at all? The future? Got it, honey. Imagination, Imagination ho! ho.
Uh, thank goodness we're back in... Hey, where are we, Chip? This looks like the exact same place, Chip. That's right, Walter and Gary. Just a little in the future. Ain't that right, Danny's waitress? Right, Chip. Also, my name is Karen. Karen, it's right here on my name tag. Duly noted, Danny's waitress. Welcome back to Plymouth Colony a year later. The year is now 1621, and I have become governor. This is lame. I want more battle scenes. History is not HBO, Chad. Which is why nobody sneaks downstairs to read history after their parents go to bed at night. I want action! Say, young Chad, that reminds me of what happened after my courageous ancestor died fighting the Indians. What? The colonists built a robot named Potato Head to protect them. I was not built by these primitive Earth beings. I came from outer space, bleep bloop. And I'm just gonna ignore that completely because it's the first Thanksgiving. And we're eating it with the Poconocat Indians and our friend Squanto here. Hello, I'm Squanto. I help the pilgrims survive by teaching them to plant corn, among other things. And I, Potato Head, am still here. This is lame. Little boy, you need a whipping. That's child abuse. I think he just means spanking. Exactly. Whippings, William Bradford? Your favorite activity, William Bradford? Since... White people have always oppressed, enslaved, and killed everybody else. Leave the oppression to me. Submit to my galactic rule, puny earthlings. That's when the colonists realized that they'd accidentally built a monster. A terrific battle ensues. No, 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 no. There was no robot battle. We're still in the first Thanksgiving. We ate food. We prayed. It was a nice time. Huh? Well... Whatever you say, William Bradford. Excuse me, Karen. I'll take a turkey leg. Coming right up, Chip. Only it's venison, not turkey. Turkey came out of later Thanksgiving. Here's some pumpkin, kid. This is gross. Uh, it really is gross, Gary. Makes sense that it's being served by a waitress from Denny's, Walter. <laughs> you two are rude. Eat hearty, everyone. We're grateful to God for bringing us through a harsh winter through the kindness of our Indian friends here. And giving us beer and oysters and corn and squash. Amen, William Bradford. Mmm, if there's anything better than deer oyster corn squash, I don't know what it is. Turn William Bradford back into Lance so we can fire him, Chip? And then fire you, Chip? You didn't teach all sorts of things on Dr. Buckner's guidelines, Chip? White people have always oppressed, enslaved, and killed everybody else, Chip? That's how we should look at the pilgrims, Chip? But... That's not how they were. You're teaching these children to tolerate intolerant people, Chip? And we can't tolerate that, Chip? And it's all Lance's fault, Chip? Take us back to the future, Chip? So we can destroy you and Lance, Chip? Gotcha. Well, fellas, been nice having you. Send them back, Karen. Farewell, corn dogs. And as for us, we're not done imagining yet, kiddos. It's like that song by John Lennon. I am the walrus. But what about Daddy getting fired, Uncle Chip? Huh? Oh, don't worry about that, little Livy. I'm sure history will give us all the tools we need to solve our current problems. Like this giant tomahawk. <laughs> well, maybe if I give it to Dr. Buckner, he rehired Lance. See you later, William Bradford and Squanto. All right, Karen, take us away. Imagination ho Imagination for me! Oh, hi, Lance! What the? 
Where are we, Chip? No, nowhere, my glance. <laughs> Just falling through the ultra dangerous imagination vortex. Say it all, Chip. Set us down in some imaginary place. Why ain't we setting down somewhere, Karen? The Imagiverse is unstable for some reason. Alligator skeletons, like in my dreams. This is so scary. The hell is none like in my nightmares. Boy, this is so cool. Are those things real, Uncle Chip? I'd say they're more like nightmares taken from your subconscious, young Libby. If they came to life and tried to kill you. Ah, the skeletons are coming up. I got ya, Libby. I just take my hand and we'll float right past. <laughs> hey, thanks, Chad. That was cool. What? Shut up. Let go of my hand. Get us out of here, Chip. Aaron. I'm working on it. I'm working on it. Oh, no. So what I think it is. Get us out of here, Karen. Quick. <laughs> Where are we? Some sort of grassy field. Probably still in history. Looks like everybody made it. What a relief. Don't you worry there, Bobby. Jabberwocky's scars heal in under a decade. Chip, was that a great beastly snard wallop coming after us? I just know you didn't attract the attentions of a GBS. Let's hope he stayed in the vortex, Lance. But if my memory of my time as a student of Albert Vandivore serves... Snardwallops only come out of their caves when the Imagiverse is threatened by someone who wants to destroy it. I know one thing, Lance. They don't like the smell of fish. Uh, don't hit me with... What is that, a mackerel? Hard to tell through all the rot, Lance. I'll hand out the fish, Chip. Slap yourself with imaginary fish, children. Ew. If you don't want to get eaten up by a rampaging Snardwallop. Ha! Hey! I probably just saved your life. Again! Nobody stifles the... Oh, please. Snardwallops usually just troll the vortex for easy prey, Lance. If they do come after us, they must sense quite the threat to the Imagiverse. And speaking of threats, watch out for all those guys with spears and swords. What? Oh! Watch out for the spears, Lance. Look out for the charging horsemen, kids. You're really getting this arrow-dodging thing down, little Kimmy. It's the Battle of Hastings on 14th October 1066, near present-day East Sussex in England. It's here that William, Duke of Normandy, will defeat the Anglo-Saxon king, Harold Godwinson. In many ways, this is a turning point in the history of the world, as the addition of Norman or French influences to Anglo-Saxon ones will give birth to the English language and much of the culture of Western civilization. Well, how about that? Now, can we get out of here? Good news is the Imagination Vortex is re-stabilizing quick, Lance. What's the bad news, Chip? The bad news is Walter and Gary are going to fire you because they didn't like my lesson about pilgrims. What? Watch out for the spears, Lance. What? Whoa. Ah! Get us out of here, Chip. Chip! Get us out of here, Chip. Is this the end of Chip and Lance and all the children in fourth grade?
You've been listening to Chip and Lance in School of the Fates. Please write a kind review of this show and be sure to share it with a friend. Plus, support us at patreon.com forward slash soundofsanity to help us keep making these shows. Thank you.